objectives is to build goodwill. And and we've lost it because of the nature of politics in recent years. And um, I just think we make progress uh, when we have a spirit of goodwill. And, and we shut down progress whenever that is eroded. Um, so, so I'm hoping that the ledger is a vehicle through which we make goodwill. Welcome to the Democracy and the Informed Citizen podcast. I'm Byron Williams of Alabama A&M University. And that was Gary Burden, publisher of the Pitlala Ledger, a burgeoning news effort in Montgomery County, Alabama, that we will hear more about in today's episode, our first of five in this limited series exploring the future of journalism in rural Alabama. And I'm Laura Anderson from the Alabama Humanities Alliance. So, Laura, how would you frame Democracy in the Informed Citizen? Well, Byron, Democracy in the Informed Citizen is the name of a national initiative that Alabama Humanities Alliance has participated in since 2018. Different projects across the country focus on the role of journalism and the humanities in a democratic society and on ways citizens gather, assess, and share information to make decisions about the futures of their communities. For our part, Alabama Humanities decided to ask questions about the future of journalism in rural Alabama. Now that's interesting. Uh, what other work has been done through the Alabama Project? Uh, before the pandemic, we held a series of public town hall discussions featuring journalists, including Pulitzer Prize winners from Alabama. Since the pandemic, we've held virtual workshops for students, journalists, professors, and community volunteers around the state. We've covered topics like solutions journalism, digital tools for storytelling, and a history of some rural Alabama community newspapers, all of which are associated with a nonprofit called Pacers. That sounds great. I gathered that one of the participants was Gary Burden of Penlala, Alabama, and I recently interviewed Gary and his wonderful wife, Jerry Burton. Could you tell the audience something about them? Sure. The Burtons are thoroughly community-minded people. They're not from Penlala, but they moved there 50 years ago for Gary to pastor the First Baptist Church, and he is still pastoring that church. Retired from healthcare, Jerry assists with community medical issues and does church music. Also, they're both active in too many activities and organizations to name. They raised their family in Pentlala. And it's a phrase from Gary that led me to realize what I've really learned from our participation in the democracy and the informed citizen initiative. What was that phrase? Well, let's listen to your interview with the Burtons to find out. We're in a rural area. Um, it's about three miles from the interstate that we're south of Montgomery. And so we have a lot of farmers. We have a lot of commuter, commuters that go into state jobs. Um, we don't live in a, uh, a city. We're just a rural community, <laughs> but we are, are lucky enough to have uh, several different businesses around and have a fire department, library, we have one school, which is a an elementary school, grades one through six, that has been here since 1918. 
1922. Um, so it's an older school. Um, but it, it's the, the people are getting scattered and not as familiar with one another as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great community, wonderful community. A lot of children. We have a big softball league in the summertime for the kids. Um, but it, it, you know, we just need to be brought together. We need to build some relationships with the people. But it, it's wonderful. Gary, is there anything you want to add about that? I, I know Jerry probably summed it all up. She did. I, I would just uh, uh, say that we're about 20 minutes from the state capitol, so we're not far, but we are in a rural community. Mm-hmm. Now, specifically, tell us about the ledger. The ledger is a new experience for us. We're in the process of uh, completing our, our third edition it's a community newspaper that was encouraged by Pacers, uh, and Pacers has been around for some time. The leader is Jack Sheldon, and this was his brainchild, I think, um, and we're part of a network of uh, three other small communities that are doing the same thing. Uh, the ledger was named by Jerry, and um, it's uh, it has been well-received in Pentlala and, and surrounding areas. Uh, so we're grateful for that. We're working hard at it, and it's it's tiring, but it's been a great uh, enterprise for us. Mm-hmm. Now you said this is your, this is your um, working on your third edition. Um, what was existing prior to uh, the creation of the ledger? We had no community newspaper. Obviously, we many of us subscribed to the Montgomery Advertiser, mm-hmm. um, but but that would have been it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm guessing, with all due respect to the Montgomery Advertiser, with all due respect to that publication, uh, they probably are not honing in to the local issues where you live. Would that be correct? Oh, that's, that's, that's certainly correct. Um, and I think one need is that uh, no record was being kept of what was taking place in rural communities. And as, as Jerry said, uh, we all have a tendency to silo uh, when we get off from work. And so there are some uh, interchanges once in a while, really casual, but the idea of getting to know one another has has been hard. And and I hope uh, the paper uh, helps to correct some of that. What else else do you do besides the ledger? (laughs) Well, I'm a retired registered nurse. So the community calls me whenever they need help need a blood pressure check or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing that for up to years. We do have a volunteer fire department now, uh, and they, you know, take care of the major problems. But uh, I have, I, I still stay, try to stay in touch with, with uh, the nursing program and medical issues so I can stay on top of things. Um, I work at the church. I do lay the publications, five publications a week for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Right now, I'm subbing as the church administrator because we, our, our secretary retired, and uh, I'm just kind of filling in until after the pandemic kind of you know settles down and, and we can look for somebody that can take over that job. I play the piano at the church. Um, been doing that for 50 years, so yeah, I stay busy. And speaking of the church, Gary, you have a unique relationship to that institution as well, do you not? Well, I think so. 
in January, we will mark our 50th year together. But I think on, on a good Sunday, we would have about 120 in, uh, in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And, and the church has been a vehicle through which we could uh, at least promote the onset of the ledger. Part of the email list that, that we send the ledger out to mm-hmm. uh, is, of course, our church you know, role that we have with emails. Um, so we use that means of sending the ledger out. Whether they want it or not, they get it on the email. But we also use the Pentlala Historical Association email list that we send out the, the digital version of the ledger to. And so that, you know, we send out probably uh, 250 at least uh, email with the ledger on it. And then they can send it to anybody they want to. So we really don't know how many exactly are reading it, but we know people in Ohio are reading it. People are reading it in Georgia. Uh, just you know, so we, we've used we've used the church database and the the PHA database to for our digital edition. So if if you if if I were on your list and I were receive the latest edition of the ledger, what might I read? Well, um, I have been working on an article that's now complete but not published of a young couple in the community. Uh, who are married, but they're both veterinarians. And we also reflect some matters that uh, come to uh, our attention from the local school, the Pentlala Elementary School, teachers, students. And I've interviewed this time one of their retired custodians, which was an interesting experience. Uh, he served on the job for 31 years. And, and then we, we have featured the softball experience, uh, which has brought some renewal to their interest in softball here. And uh, the, the public branch library has a, a number of uh, uh, things to say in the article and uh, or in the paper. We ha- we're sad that we had to note uh, the closing of the Methodist Church, which is very close to us in proximity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it had to close. Uh, and it was uh, on property owned by the school board, and so it reverted to the school board's possession. Our first edition highlighted the roadside businesses in Pentlala, like like the hardware store and the filling station and the road builders that have an office here. And uh, most of the store, they sell hot dogs, wine, chainsaws, jewelry, all in one stop. So that was fun. And, uh, and then my wife interviewed uh, a, a new business called... Uh, the Barefoot Bell, which is open seasonally. But anyway, highlighting those roadside business was a, 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 a good thing. Mm-hmm. We've also done a, a personal profile on the school principal, which I think got a lot of interest. So, so that kind of maybe gives you a flavor. So let us walk us through uh, a, a publication. So um, how often do you publish, first of all? Every three months. Every three months? Quarterly. Quarterly. So it's a a quarterly publication. And how many are involved in the publication process? Well, just Jerry and I to start with. But we we have grown some in that we have brought on some new writers. Yeah, we we try to... After the first publication, there was just about four of us. 
And then uh, we had people coming up saying, well, we need to do this story or that story. And, it would, you know, other people would come up and say, well, I want to write something, you know. So uh, whatever they were interested in for the second edition, we just threw it out there. You know, well, what, what are some of the things you're interested in? Write about that. You know, and we gave them uh, a word count. Uh, most of them came back with really good articles that, the, we have two advisors on pacers that kind of help us in editing the articles mm-hmm. for the paper. So uh, we send that to them, and they edit it, and they help us to lay it out. We have a lot of color photos. They've allowed us to do ours in, in color. And um, then this past time, people came up and said, I've got some good ideas. What about, what are all the road signs on these rural roads? Who are these people that they're named after? You know what? And so they come up with some really great ideas. Uh, that that we think people are interested in, uh, just to kind of connect us. If we can read an article that, you know, that we find that we have something in common with, we didn't we didn't know before. So it just kind of like minded. We just throw it out there, but we're listening to what the the people are saying. And I think this time we have three new writers. So you know, we're we're gradually adding them, adding them. Now, I believe the ledger's tagline is local people, local stories. Is, mm-hmm. there, is there any other source in your community focused on, as you say, local people and local issues? Are you the only source for that? I would think so. I, yes. And in terms of how, any, any ideas how people, um, I know you mentioned the, the, the Montgomery Advertiser. Uh, do, any ideas how... Uh, other people in local communities are, are, are receiving their news aside from the ledger? Well, I, I'm sure many of them receive the news digitally mm-hmm. and uh, kind of keep up with it that way. My my concern all along is that, um, that many people have stopped reading the newspaper, right. the main newspaper. So, so that, that, that's a real burden on me, but uh, I, I think uh, we are, are earning of the public with the kind of uh, journalism we're doing, which is really soft journalism in that we're getting to know the community and, and we're not dealing with a lot of issues, but I think that's forthcoming. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think right now we're it. Uh, now you can get a lot of news at, uh, at the store up the road, but, <laughs> but, and you can get it quicker. I, I'm not too sure it would be more accurate. But, I was gonna say there's an uh, accuracy issue, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, but that's a fun group to hang out with. One of my objectives is to build goodwill. And and we've lost it because of the nature of politics in recent years. And I just think we make progress when we have a spirit of goodwill. Mm-hmm. And we shut down progress whenever that is eroded. So, so I'm hoping that the ledger is a vehicle through which we make goodwill. Now, at some point, we will have to deal with sensitive subjects, and we hope to do that with civility and clarity. But at this point, and this early point, I think helping people uh, get to know the community and know each other and do it in a spirit of goodwill is uh, is major for us. Yeah, and I think, I think it sets some of the people that we take granted uh, on another level so that people can see you know there's good you don't have (laughs) college education is great Mm -hmm. 
But to work in a country store and serve the community is important. Uh, and and our businesses, you know, they thrive on that. They thrive on knowing you by name and making you feel like you're somebody. And and that, that they own a business that's worthy, you know, of, of recognition and worthy of, of your, you know, you coming in and buying from me. Because, you know, you're you're important. And I think then... It builds the, the business, it builds the community, it builds the person to know that they're appreciated in their community. My next question may be somewhat redundant. I mean, you, you've, you've, you've touched on many aspects of it already, but I'd like to hear from both of you, and I'll, I'll start with Jerry. I mean, why do you do this? I mean, you, you, if you didn't have the legend in your life, you would have a number, you would still be very busy. Why do you do this? Gary made me do it. No. <laughs> I don't have that much influence. <laughs> no. I'm I'm a people person and the more people I can bring together and uh, you know, and, and get to know one another and find things common, I think that's good for it's good for society. It's good for all of us. There's nothing you know, nothing bad about that. You you have to learn to live together and, and to appreciate what each other's beliefs and thoughts and, and you know, uh, what they want to have out of life, you know. And I think it opens the door to talk to them about deeper meanings of, of life, you know. Uh, I, I would, uh, I can always add something else somehow or another <laughs> because that, that's important. That's very important. These relationships are really deep. I would certainly uh, uh, second what Jerry has said. That there are a lot of people that probably would not have any personal affirmation otherwise. And it, it's going to take a while to build those relationships. But I, I think what, what I hope we can do is help others value even the people they don't know around here and get to know them. But I, I've also seen, uh, based on my involvement with a few boards and committees out of Montgomery, it is that some people know how to affirm people and, and use that as a vehicle of progress. They, they get down the road very well because they uh, they find what's best in people, and I and I, I hope we can um, we can do that here. Is there uh, is there a future? Are you working toward a future? Uh, for the ledger, after Gary and Jerry Burton said, you know what, we can't do this anymore. Is, is there a future for the ledger? Oh, I think so, and I hope that will be the case. Uh, we're just getting our feet in the water right now, but uh, it, it, it has a lot of promise, and we're, you, you know, the thing that really is uh, of interest to me is that uh, geography, at least in our part of the country, uh, can, can set no limits on quality. Uh, and, and we want to produce something of quality and, as well as something that's informative. And, um, yeah, I think there will be a, a future for it. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Because people are, are moving in and out and, and things are changing all the time. Uh, so I, I would hope that somebody would carry this on like a torch, you know, and, and keep it going. There's, there's always new things to learn about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, new things happening, different things. So. Oh, I, I just think they're, yeah, I hope it will go on. I really do. Well, Gary and Jerry Burden, I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining me today on uh, 
the Democracy in the Informed Citizen podcast. And it has really been an honor to be in conversation with you. Thank you so much. You know, Laura, one of the things that jumps out, not just with this interview, but throughout my conversations with rural community leaders, practicing their own form of local journalism is their passion. Mm-hmm. If they were not producing these local publications, their lives would already be full. Yes, they would be incredibly full. <laughs> With that said, Laura, well, what's your uh, lessons learned at, at this point from the Democracy and Informed Citizen Project? It's, it's what we hear from the Burtons when they speak of using the newspaper to build goodwill. They work to help residents, including themselves, know and understand one another better. And if we think of journalism only as something practiced by professionals working for businesses that have to look at the bottom line and then make choices about local news coverage that are really bad for rural places, most of the time we can get discouraged. But citizens like the Burtons and efforts to revive and in some cases make new way for local journalism across the country and in Alabama um, make me feel hopeful. And I'm looking forward to exploring some of those efforts together through a humanities lens by way of this podcast. Well, you know, we, we often talk about you here uh, in our public discourse, uh, talk about the forgotten man or the forgotten woman. But one of my takeaways are these uh, community leaders committed not to be the forgotten community and mm-hmm. are willing you know, to step up and step forward to do the work so, so their communities you know, stay connected. They are. You've been listening to Democracy and the Informed Citizen, the future of journalism in rural Alabama, a collaboration between the Alabama Humanities Alliance and Alabama A&M University and part of the Democracy and the Informed Citizen National Initiative administered by the Federation of State Humanities Councils and funded by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation in partnership with the Pulitzer Prizes. I'm your host, Byron Williams. Thanks for listening.